0: So when policies are made, you know, when our our lawmakers craft together the policy and they're not using actual data, I think that's a problem. I think it's a big problem. And it seems those making up the rules and talking about all these uh, solutions to gun violence that we have been, you know, talking at length about for the last few months, these people are speaking out of both sides of their mouth. You'll recall in the spring at a public um, guns and gangs summit in Ottawa, Public Safety Minister Ralph Goodale had declared that more and more guns used in crimes in Canada have been coming in from, were bought and purchased in this country. And then we got this new kind of talking point in the last few months where politicians are saying 50% of gun crimes are now being carried out with domestic guns. And some information revealed now in a CBC investigation looks into this claim and not as it all not wrong. It doesn't exist. They looked and they looked and it seems they're cherry picking their information because as the investigation reveals, Canada has absolutely no data collection at all when it comes to tracking firearm origin. And the data we do have is a patchwork. So how do you stop this problem of gun violence if you don't have the information? Otherwise, you're just spinning for political gain. And we've heard, I mean, since Danforth, we've had a council sit and, and vote to um, have Ottawa change gun ownership rules in, in uh, Toronto. They want to ban handguns. So you've got all the anti-gun solutions, all the while villainizing legal gun owners. And yet, there's no data to show Let's bring in Tony Bernardo. He is with the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. Hello there, Tony.
1: Hello, Alex. How are you tonight?
0: Well, I'm kind of... Uh, you, you have a right to say I told you so.
1: Uh, I told you so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like... Okay. You know, it's troubling because for the CBC to report this, of all of them, I mean, you know, you can... They're not exactly gun enthusiasts there.
1: Well, you know, I, I was at the Guns and Gangs Summit where... I was sitting in a room with a couple hundred people who all heard the StatScan lady say, we have no idea where crime guns come from. We also heard Bill Blair, former chief of police for Toronto, say at that summit, after listening to the CBSA report where CBSA had significantly upped the numbers of firearms that they had been seizing at the border Bill Blair said, well, I guess that really changes the ratio to the ones that are sourced. Because you notice, they never give you the numbers, they only give you the percentages.
0: But I I mean, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm really shocked that we don't have any data being collected anywhere. Like, how is it in this country, when, you know, we've got shootings happening all over the place in Vancouver, big cities like Montreal, Calgary, Toronto, and all the rest of it? How come no one's been keeping track? Well, they they sort of have, sort of. Yeah, sort of. But now they're just cherry-picking the info.
1: Now they just cherry-pick the info. And for example, you know, the the, uh, 50% of guns sourced come from Canada. No, no, actually what it says on page 17 of a report from the National Weapons Enforcement Support Unit Western Division, it says that 50% of the guns successfully traced of course, they only successfully traced 28% of the guns. Right. Right. And that was only for the Western Division.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Right. So now they come up with the 50% number, but like I said, it's 50% of 28%, which by my math is 14%, not 50.
0: Right. And and the other th- thing I, th- I found interesting, um, you know, other than the big spin job on the numbers, is the fact that when a gun crime is actually investigated and or reported, It's not that the gun has to even be used. So in in other words, you could be in a home where a legal gun is. So I could come over to your house, Tony. We could get into a drunken brawl. The police show up and the gun hasn't even come out. But because there is a gun in the house, it would be then reported as a gun crime.
1: Sure. There's an arson and there's six guns in the gun safe that are all hunting guns. All six of them are seized at a crime scene.
0: Right. And then it wouldn't be reported as an arson. It would be an arson and a gun crime.
1: Right. However, now... One more thing: If the six guns are BB guns, they're still guns seized at the crime scene. Because under the the new laws that were that were done by the Supreme Court a few years ago, anything over 214 feet a second, which is all BB guns, all pellet guns, all, all those those guns that you can buy at Canadian Tire with no license or anything, are under the eyes of the law legally considered to be firearms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So somebody seizes a BB gun at an arson and that goes into the crime gun pile. I mean, it's just it, it, it is so disingenuous. And, and, you know, we've been trying to shed light on this for years. But, you know, when it comes down to guns, everybody's brains fall out, you know, and, and anything is fair play.
0: Right. Well, look, there's not going to be a lot of empathy for, for uh, gun owners any which way. It's just look, right. I don't personally, you know what my stance on on guns. I don't like guns. I would never purchase a gun. But I do know, just through education uh, and facts, that gun owners in the country are extremely responsible, and we don't actually have mass shootings with legal guns. So I, just through right. the work I've done and being able to, to see how the laws work, I actually know that we do have very, very stringent laws that yep. seem, by and large, to work. So I'm troubled by these the, the torquing of these numbers because it's becoming a part of the mainstream.
1: Yes, it's becoming a witch hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, honestly, there's two point one million licensed firearms owners in Canada. None of them ever break a law. They're checked out under the R C M P continuous eligibility program every single day. Yeah. We have more scrutiny on lawful firearms owners in Canada than pedophiles have. And nobody ever gives us a break. Nobody ever says, gee, you know, thanks for being above average Canadians. You know, one of the great stats is that a gun owner is only 50% as likely as a non-gun owner to commit a violent crime. And one third as likely to commit a violent crime as a police officer. That's a stat, Mm -hmm. you know, but we never get a break. And, And, you know, it seems that every time a politician needs to deflect something away from the real issues, gun owners take it on the chin and they say all kinds of vile, slanderous things about us and nobody ever protects us.
0: Well, well, there are a couple of voices that will, but by and large, you're right. The narrative goes yeah. out. I mean, you saw it in the Danforth shooting. And before, we sure. we don't even know what happened in the in the Danforth shooting for whatever we, reason. And this is a different story. What, we don't even know what the gun is. <laughs> we don't even know what the gun is. We don't know what the motive is. We don't know anything. No. And yet we had city council come out. They crafted up this letter to Ottawa to ban handguns. So we have policymakers now um, trying to craft together policy on gun owners in this country based solely on the fact of emotion.
1: Burn them. it's a witch.
0: But it it will also do nothing to keep anybody in this country safe.
1: Not a thing. As a matter of fact, they could ban every single firearm in the entire GTA, and it will not change one single gang shooting. Because, you know... You probably noticed, Alex, that criminals don't obey laws.
0: Right. Well, I, I did notice that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> you always were sharp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but I've been saying that, you know, re- reporting on all these shootings, I, you know, and every time we hear that that stupid soundbite of, you know, we time to ban guns, it's like, well, yeah, but criminals don't register guns, so it, this does nothing for them. But I... I Get the sense, you know, and we have this tragedy now unfolding in New Brunswick. I don't know the facts behind that. We don't know that. But again, it it gets the emotions running. And again, it will create this narrative of gun crime and what are we going to do? And it'll be interesting to see now that CBC has put this report out as to how politicians handle this this talking point on domestic guns.
1: My, My guess is they will totally ignore it, just like they did at the Guns and Gangs Task Force summit. You know, and, and well, I'm again, not sure they
0: really I, I, ignored it. I mean, it's, it, it sounds to me like the public safety minister came up with a completely made up narrative and ran with it. And, and because of yeah. that, then you have this narrative talking point for the liberals. You've got Mayor Tory now using it. I mean, everyone's using these talking points.
1: Right. Right. And, and you know, they, they really do need to to get down some truth. If, you, if people want them to really affect crime committed with firearms, we've got to get real on this stuff. And, and continuing to demonize people who don't break the law is just going to keep giving you the same thing you already got.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see where this narrative goes and what uh, what happens with it. But I was certainly interested uh, when I woke up and saw that headline. It caught me
1: off well, guard. I, we, we really appreciate you taking up that torch and, and looking at this with an objective mind. It makes you a very rare journalist that you actually seek the truth.
0: Well, once in a while. Eh? Tony, thank you. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Alex. You take
0: care. That is Tony Bernardo joining us. He is the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. And look, I am not speaking from someone who is is in favor of guns. I'm just not. I never have been. You would never catch me around a gun. I've shot one. I went out with the OPP. I wanted to know what it was like. They wanted to show me. And and Tony has offered, you know, if you ever want to come up and learn. And I have no problem with that. That, to me, is just educating myself on something. But I don't like them. I'm scared of them. And uh, I would never own one. However, I like facts. And the facts don't add up on this. And I don't think it's fair to villainize a community that, by and large, 99% of the time, uh, follow the rules. And I know someone out there will say, but what about the 1%? I really, I really just haven't seen that side of it. I just haven't. Quick break here. When we come back, counterpoint, we will talk about a whole bunch of things, including that and... Uh, Donald Trump, tweet, while our prime minister's at the Danforth tasting all the savlaki, Donald Trump is threatening tariffs on cars. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Quick break here. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.